Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. We definitely have a fancy naked person recording with me today, and I'm actually naked right now because it, it is like... Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you naked too? Yes. <laughs> yes. It is literally... Okay, like it's... It's uh, 10 p.m. your time. It's 7 a.m. my time. I literally just woke up. I threw on a robe. I have some like tea in my hand right now. Basically, who is this mystery voice on the other on the other end of the phone? Of the other phone. <laughs> on the other end of Discord. <laughs> um, I'd like to introduce Salome Salvi. She is joining us all the way from Manila, the Philippines, and hence why the crazy time zone. But also, thank you for making time for me because this is actually our second time recording because we tried to record the other day um, <laughs> with opposite times and it, like, fa- it was a big fail. <laughs> we were both tired and just got my yeah, period. We like, <laughs> it was bad. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's just reschedule. So. Today is rescheduling. I'm a much better morning person now that I'm getting old. So, yeah. But enough about me and all this, like, tangents. Salome, can you please tell the audience who you are, what you do, on your own words, in your own terms? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's um, do it. Hi, I'm Salome. I'm 27 years old. I'm turning 28 in December. Oh, my God. So make sure to tip. Yeah, tip, please. <laughs> <laughs> make, make sure make, make sure to tip um like the details will be after the show yes. but yeah i'm an <laughs> online content creator so i specialize in solo content adult co- content obviously mm-hmm. um i am a sex worker yeah so and i'm planning to slowly branch out into making content with other with other actors oh okay. and maybe, yeah like and hopefully go to the states and um go to the states and europe to like shoot a little bit more but that is what that is my turf right now like i am nice. a i am a virtual sex worker so i do camming i do pre-made content which i sell on OnlyFans. i stream sometimes on periscope what else mm-hmm. do i do um i do custom content sometimes when i'm up for it and outside of that like i do modeling too for um for for artists and painters and for photographers who want to practice cool um and I've been doing this for for about on, on and off for about three years. I've only started doing it consistently since the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> that, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like I, I had, I, yeah. Like I had, I really had planned to like debut debut my OnlyFans like earlier early 2020, but you know the pandemic happened, so that kind of like made it a little rough for me. Oh my god! <laughs> I've been doing it for, yeah, I've been doing it full time since then. I also did. I also dabbled a bit in a, in escorting, right. where I go on wholesome romantic dates with with my clients. I never really, I've never really done full service sex work. Okay. Um, I I don't think I don't think I have fortitude for that, which. You know, like, that's why I admire full service sex workers so much. Yeah, that's a and, tough job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, um, they're like the frontliners of our industry, for sure. <laughs> like, 100%. I also yeah, applaud them. 
Yeah, like I have so much like admiration and respect for um for full service sex workers. But anyway, so I'm also trying to train and apprentice other different pro dominatrices to learn how to be a dominatrix professionally. Ooh. So like I'm planning to do that like maybe when I get tired of doing um doing porn and solo content. I'm planning to branch out into that because that's also an interest of mine. So, For yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, Dabble all your toes in. <laughs> yeah. Like, like try, try as many things as you can and and see what works the best for you. And so far, out of everything I tried, like, I, I fell the hardest for content creation and online sex work. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Holy <laughs> crap. You do a lot of stuff. So, oh my gosh, this goes beyond just OnlyFans and everything. So you, you, Henny, you have a quite an interest as well as wanting to dabble into other forms of sex work, which is completely normal. I mean, once you're already in it, <laughs> it's just almost easier. It's more yeah. accessible, right? It's like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm sure you, you can, like, um, you can relate to that with your own career, too, because you're yes. a dancer, and you do online content as well, and you do the podcast. <laughs> so, like, a lot of sex workers are, you know, like, are mostly talented like that, and we are very talented. I really admire about the people I work with. Yes, and it's great to be, you know, associated with so many talented, like-minded individuals as well. So shout out to everyone listening. <laughs> it's a lot of sex workers listening. <laughs> um, so why don't we go back in the history of time in terms of, like, how you got started. Um, also, but, like, because your work before, you, you were a marketing professional, I think you were a digital marketer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what's the story with yeah. that? And how do you bridge the gap and transition into sex work? Like, how does it all work? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, hmm, I, I think, like, I, I think the reason why I am successful at sex work right now or, or why I am flourishing, I think it's because, like, I have been on social media for, like, most of my life, like, I, I started writing for my blog, going fucking deviant art. Oh my god! <laughs> so Holy like, shit. I'm sure it's still out there. Like I visited from time to time. I'm never gonna tell anyone what my username was because all my <laughs> fucking kid artwork is is on there. So oh I, you god. know, I started blogging and just like sharing my life with um with my friends and followers online since I was ten. And yeah. I just there, there's something about it that that I really like because like my background is in art. I studied, um, I studied industrial design oh, and I've okay. always been like, I've always been artistically inclined. So yeah, that's, a, so the creative industry is what, what I fell into. But so, but I zeroed in on social media and digital marketing because of, because of my longstanding love for it. And also, and also like, you even though like visual art is my main forte, I also, I also am pretty good at writing. So a lot of my first jobs are communication-based, like I worked at the PPO, and okay. I worked as a social media manager for Playboy Philippines. Cool! Worked... Yeah! What? I didn't <laughs> I know that about you. Like, yeah, like, I can tell so much to you about Playboy Philippines. They're, like, the worst company I've ever worked for. <laughs> <laughs> can you spill a little bit? Spill a little bit. <laughs> spill the tea. <laughs> Oh god! Like, like, let's let's go back to that in a bit. But okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I worked for Playboy. I worked as a content creator too for an SEO company, 
And right before I started doing sex work full time, I was kind of juggling. Um, I was kind of juggling the OnlyFans stuff with with a social media copywriting job and a, and another social media management job, job for a digital marketing agency. So so yeah, like um, it's it's because I consider myself to be pretty skilled at you know like at communicating online specifically. There's like something mm-hmm. very different about the way people communicate online versus you know how they um, how they present. Um, their ideas on traditional media, like newspapers, right. print, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, like I, so that that is like my great love is for show, social media for attention whoring, <laughs> professional <laughs> attention whore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like dude, like I, I like everyone on OnlyFans is a professional attention whore. <laughs> oh, for sure, you have <laughs> to be. That. that is like such a valuable skill. One hundred percent. And you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so. it's, it certainly helped you a lot, too, with hustling yourself online. Uh-huh. If you have that SEO knowledge, if you have all this marketing knowledge as well, like, because you basically yeah. you're marketing yourself. Yeah. And, you know, like working in all of those jobs that are related to um, digital marketing, like it really helps. Uh, it really helped me in being better and better at building brands. You know, mm-hmm. not just for myself, but for, for other companies that I've worked for as well. I just really love that. I consider that to be, like, a creative endeavor. And, you know, and I know that a lot of people don't really see, like, social um, social media or building a brand as something that is, like, legitimate, um, legitimately creative. Really? But, I, but you know, I, I would think so. Like, a yeah. lot of people, like, a lot of people still have, like a very rigid idea of what marketing could be or what creativity is and what it can be applied to. And they don't necessarily immediately think of social media or something like that. Like, you know, like a lot of people would say that, hey, influencers aren't real artists. They're not real writers. They're not Mm. real filmmakers. But I I disagree, you know? Like, (laughs) I totally disagree too because building a brand is huge. And that's so, it's so important, especially like in having an online presence, you you definitely need to have a brand for sure. Yeah. Like even as a sex worker too. You you, you have to like have a mix of like street smarts and, you know, and book smarts, I think, or stuff like that. Of course. So, so yeah. And, you know, like, I really admire YouTubers and influencers, too, and people like, and, you know, those Instagram baddies. Like, <laughs> like a lot of people really look down, um, look down uh, upon, upon the work of people like that. But I think that their work, like, the fact that they have to do that all on their own, that takes a lot of creative energy. And, yeah. You know, like, it, it, like, I feel really blessed that I have the opportunity to do something like that with with my own job um with my own work with my own livelihood yeah so because <laughs> like how many followers do you have in twitter Ooh, like i hit 94k <laughs> yesterday holy shit <laughs> that it's is crazy. incredible it's a long time coming like i've had that twitter account for about three years and wow. you know um okay and okay uh, action yeah action <laughs> Okay, so I I did hit 94K just yesterday, and I'm really happy about that. Yes, but, congrats! Thank <laughs> <laughs> you! Um, but I've had that account for a few, um, three years already, um, wow. since 2017. 
Um, but for the first two years, I didn't even like monetize my presence in any way. Like I had already started modeling okay. um, on and off for um, for photographers, and that's how I would like advertise my work. But in terms of content creation, like I would just like post nudes for free um, and just interact with my followers um, for free, um, for free too, because I thought that it was like I I didn't think too much of it at first like i thought it was just like a fun hobby that i did okay. and you know it, it and it was an, e- an easy way for me to get um to sort of build a presence yeah but but yeah. you know like that um that building of a presence and brand online it was kind of aimless for the first two years because like i said it was just it was some just something that i did for fun okay and but i don't regret like going through that whole phase where it was just you know where it was just a hobby because um um because like at the time like i like it was just like kind of unbridled creation for me because i i was just posting nudes but at the same time like i would draw over the nudes or i would like make digital art with my own with with my own work and it was just for fun it was just something that i was passionate about and i didn't really and, and and I think the fact that I didn't monetize it and it was just kind of aimless mm-hmm. at the time, like that that was really important to me because like a lot of my favorite artworks and a lot of came from that period, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. So like I obviously I don't have enough time to do that now with all of the things that I'm juggling. Yeah. But yeah, that's how that, that's how I that that's how I started out. Like I was just like making little artworks with my nudes and That's just so cool. talking about yeah and it it taught like and it taught me a lot of things that i find useful now that i'm now that i'm monetizing my brand you know oh like what and now that <laughs> um just, just you know like i i think I, I think there was a lot of like um, chaotic moments in the first two years that I had my Twitter account, like I would, mm-hmm. you know, like I would, you know, I would get into a lot of online petty fights with a lot of people, <laughs> and, yes. and you know, I kind of learned the hard way that that's not the way to build a following. That's not the way to um, to interact with your fans and the people who love your work. You yes. know, so so like so yeah, like I am grateful for that period where. Where I was just kind of like doing it for fun. Yeah, like and, at, at that point, like, do, and, you, do you consider that as a sex work for those first couple of years, or just more like art? Um, there there were elements of sex work to it. Like there would be like because that was also the time where I was like kind of escort, um, dipping my toes into escorting oh, on and okay. off. And like I said, like I still use that platform to reach photographers and artists who wanted to work with me. And you know, like I would get a lot of offers, like um, on Twitter, just because they saw my work and my and my self shot pictures. Like I would get a lot of offers, like, "Hey, can you go on a date with me?" Oh, and, oh yeah. So yeah, like that's how that's how I started escorting. Like I know a lot of like um, a lot of sex workers would advertise on like Craigslist or Locanto or mm. um, what you call it? What's the one for sugar daddies? Like seeking arrangement. S <laughs> A. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but I I didn't have to go that route because like I was already building like a very very visible profile on Twitter. Right. So like um for the people who wanted to get with me or wanted to spend time with me or wanted to avail my services, they would just contact me on Twitter. So it was it was useful. 
Okay. <clears throat> even so, even even though it wasn't like I wouldn't consider it like a profile um, dedicated entirely to sex work. There, mm-hmm. there was definitely like um, shades of that. Yeah, and offers that I you're getting. Over. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome because like <laughs> already you're attracting clients right through that outlet, and it's obviously been uh-huh. fruitful for you to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. and by the time that I was ready to start with OnlyFans, and I w- by the time I was ready to do online content creation full-time, which was around May 2020, yeah, mm-hmm. like, it, like, like the stage had already been set. I had already, like, several tens of thousands of followers already, so it was easy for me to, like, make that jump. You know, wow. and yeah, and I understand that you know, like a lot of girls who start on OnlyFans or a lot of like sex workers who start on OnlyFans, like they don't really have that. Op- like, not everyone has that opportunity to like start no. start strong immediately. So yeah, I'm really grateful for those two years where I was just like fucking around. You know, like that's crazy. <laughs> were, were you ever mm-hmm. nervous that you know you were already like putting out your nudes out there? Were you ever scared about, like, someone's going to steal my photos or, you know, putting yourself out in public like that and how vulnerable you are? Yeah, I think I think that's also, like, something that something that I'm thankful for in those two years because I was able to, like, sort of ease myself into those um, into dealing with those dangers because um, because, uh, like, obviously, like, as a Filipino, you know that. Like here in the Philippines, it's quite conservative. Yes, and yes. There and you know, like whenever and there is a whole community here in the Philippines um, where where gay men in particular and women would post their nudes and sex videos online just for fun, you know, just as a just as an outlet. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know, like obviously that is still kind of like it's it's more unheard of here in the Philippines than it is like in in other countries in other more progressive countries like the states and canada or whatever right so so like when i started that account like obviously like it got a lot of attention right um, right off the bat especially because i (laughs) yeah like right off the bat and you you know like i've had to deal with i've had to deal with the dangers of being out to my parents and you know getting recognized in public like i've had to deal with that like quite early on when I like soon after I started my account. Oh my god! Um, because it was because it was making so much noise, you know. Yeah, for um, sure. Like on on one hand, that that is great for me, like in the long run, because it's still part of the process of building a brand. But but yeah, like it's you know like it exposed me to how dangerous sex work actually is. Right. Because like a lot of people, especially like in a country like this where a lot of people disapprove of what we do, like they would. You know, like they would endanger your safety just out of spite or just out of disagreement with, oh like, of yeah, just out of disagreement with how moral or immoral, immoral. what you're doing is. So, right. so yeah, like, oh my god, like it helped me develop a thick skin, you know, like because holy I, shit. That's a lot. That's really heavy. And for you to experience <laughs> that, like, so young, oh my god, I can't even imagine like what you, how you felt, like. How how did that come out about when you were out to your parents? Yeah. Um, if you if you don't mind but, sharing, uh, <laughs> I'll be no, just no, really it, personal. It, it's okay. It, like it's it's okay. Like so so around this time last year, 
like I got into like it, it was also related to sex work actually like I got into because I had already started doing like bits of sex work here and there so obviously like I had identified as a sex worker as well and there was mm-hmm. a big conversation on Twitter on t- um, amongst like Filipino Twitter users about about how ethical sex work is and obviously like se- um, sex work being a legitimate job like it's not you know it's not seen as that here in the philippines and and you know like so i put forth like my opinion and that like hey this is how i support myself this is my job this is how i identify and i don't think that like i don't think that how am i gonna say it uh (laughs) so (laughs) so so i was you know like i was really um opinionated about that topic like at the time on twitter yeah it's really vocal and you know like i butted heads with a lot of people and and kind of no it's okay it's it's not hard it's i'm just like trying to like <laughs> gather yeah, thoughts I'm just trying to, like, <laughs> phrase it in a way that wouldn't get me into more, more trouble, trouble because that because that was that is what i'm getting at because of the things that i was saying about about the nature of sex work during that conversation that was happening at the time like i earned the ire of a lot of people and right. it and admittedly i was also like really disrespectful i was also like really uninformed with the points that i put forth so mm. i so in the parlance of our times i got canceled oh <laughs> shit yeah there we yeah, go I, damn and, and you know like i I endured a lot of harassment and lot of lots of death threats, and you know, like part oh of God. that part of that harassment and ca- campaign that kind of started against me was that there was someone who outed me to my parents. You know, Holy like as a form shit. of revenge. Are you kidding and, me? And, you know, yeah, it, it, it's that's how it happened. Holy <laughs> crap! That's insane. And did you know it, this it, person it, like personally? It's, vicious. Like, it's very vicious. I, yeah it's not their place um, to do that it, it really isn't like and but but you know like being but i think that especially like with with a lot of the only fans girls like who are like maybe in the top three percent two percent only fans mm-hmm. like th- those girls have like hundreds of, th- hundreds of thousands of followers and like at at some point like big um big accounts like us like yeah. we all face that danger that if we say something that our audience doesn't particularly Agree take too with. kindly to like we yeah. like it's so easy for people to you know to dig up dirt to it's so easy for people to dock someone that they don't like it's so right. easy for people to like rally other people who disagree with that person to just like to just like cancel them and you know harass them until they stop uh, you know until they stop working something like that 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 is like a constant danger that is so dangerous yeah for people to who for people who you know put their work out there yeah and you know like i've made my peace with what happened you know like i i do like I, I am quite open to the fact that I did say a lot of things that offended a lot of people. Mm. Um, so, but, so, so yeah, like I kind of accepted that as something that is a reality for like a lot of online sex workers. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause you're really putting yourself out there. Like you're becoming super vulnerable uh-huh. to the world. <laughs> yeah. 
So there yeah. are lots like, of opportunities for them to kind of take advantage of that situation and be vicious, yeah. as you said, in that way where, you know, like, yeah. it's not their place to do that. Don't do that. Like, you know, it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, like, if you, don't, if you don't agree with someone, it's like, like, it's better to just quietly educate that person. Like, don't, don't yeah. harass people on the internet. That's not great. <laughs> but, sex, but, you know, a lot of sex workers have the same experience as me, um, as me you know? Right. You oh, know, like, gosh. just angry exes who want to... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and <laughs> co-workers. Right. You know, people who... Or, or like what or like guys who you don't like pay um pay attention to or who think that they um or who are just you know like bit like yeah like or just like in, entitled yeah. they think that they're entitled to your yeah, time yeah. yeah i hear you on that <laughs> yeah like, like we like there's so many people who are like a potential danger to, yeah. <laughs> to fact that all eyes eggs are for safety you know, I'm really, so. I'm so glad that you brought this conversation up because it's something that we haven't talked about too, too much, at least not on, especially not on this season of the podcast, but we lightly touched about this like earlier on in season one, but I'm glad that we're bringing it up now because it's, it's just so important to have a discussion with yourself um, and uh-huh. also maybe, maybe people around you if you are close with them, if you choose to, because it's, it's, there's a, a real inherent danger to this type of profession that some people might not realize, you know, before they go yeah. into it. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> deeply personal. And I just, it makes me so angry. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, it makes me, like, you know, but, but it's something that I've had to, like, sort out, but especially with my therapist. Mm. Like because that that is like a source of a lot of trauma for me. It was it for was sure. really like there was there was a time during when it was happened that my dad Salome Salvi was trending in in the entire Philippines. Like oh it was God. a trending topic because Holy so many people were talking about how canceled I was, and it was really really awful. Oh my God, that's <laughs> terrible! Holy shit, you the fact that you're trending. Oh my God. Yeah, like, I had, like, hundreds and thousands of, like, just angry messages about, you know, like, about the the thing that I was saying, so. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's still, like, a pain point for me, but thank you for letting me talk. I'm sorry for bringing up. We'll close that conversation right there. And, Um, and, and, like I said, like, I think it is necessary for us to talk about it because, like, like especially when i started getting on OnlyFans, like i would like get stories from my from the other only fans girls that i work with and the other only fans girls that i support that they endured something like that you know like just hate campaigns out of you know like started against them out of spite and yeah like i said it's it's a very real thing that a lot of online sex workers face yeah and, you know, we got to talk about it. We you definitely got to talk about it. Re- yeah, so that we can make steps to make, you know, the online community safer for us. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Oh my uh, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. Um, I also want to talk to you quickly about um, just in general, sex work in the Philippines. As you said, uh, you mentioned earlier, like, 
the Philippines is a very, very conservative place. They have cyber sex laws in effect as well. Did you want to quickly go into that? Because obviously that is really, really, you're like walking on a very, very, very fine line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think, hmm, like, I, I think it's, like, it's hard for me to, like, speak for every sex worker, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm coming from, um, from a place of quite extreme privilege. Like I said, like, I started... Um, I started doing the online sex work full time with all with with a strong brand behind me already, and right. not a lot of not not a lot of online sex workers have that privilege. Yeah. But but so right now, like we do have anti cyber sex laws, and that prevents um, sex workers from the Philippines and online content creators from the Philippines from that prevents us from signing up on websites like Chatterbait or MyFreeCams or oh, even okay. OnlyFans. I was able to like get around that um, <laughs> through, 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 some, through some hard work as well. But it shouldn't be, like, my point is it shouldn't be that hard. No. Um, but we do have laws like that in place because the Philippines, like the rest of Southeast Asia, we have a really bad like um, trafficking problem. Right. We, we have a really bad sex trafficking problem and we have... Um, a really big problem with underage um, underage girls joining the sex industry against their will. Right. So, so those laws are in place to prevent that from happening. But I think that those laws are counterintuitive because mm-hmm. um, I think it's the same for the rest of um, for the rest of the world. Like those yep. laws that are are quote unquote designed to prevent um, the rampancy of trafficking, like that doesn't necessarily like do that no that only incentivizes um the people who are who are trafficking uh, minors and you know unwilling people into the industry that incentivizes them to go further underground and to hide their work better exactly and and so so obviously i don't agree with that and also there's a clause in the cyber sex law where if you have um if you have consensual sex over the internet that is still like um, that is still punishable by the cyber sex law. Really? Obviously, like, it, yeah, like, oh, God. Um, I could be wrong, like, uh, if there are any Filipino listeners, you can correct me if I, I am wrong, but I, as far as I know, there is a clause there that that criminalizes um, consensual sex. That's between, just insane. Um, yeah, it's, it's awful. It's because, like, we have such a poor understanding of, um, here in the Philippines, as a conservative country, we have such a poor understanding of, you know, sexuality mm-hmm. and consent, and you know, and and of course we have um, poor understanding too of like the sex industry and what and the rights that sex workers deserve to have. Yes, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of that, uh, a lot of that. So yeah, that's like, like with yeah, it's 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 insane. It's very infuriating. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say that even though there are laws like that that are in place that that hamper sex workers from reaching more opportunities that they deserve, like it also makes way for sex workers to be creative with mm-hmm. with the way that um, with the way that they market themselves. You know, like 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 it is the oldest profession, obviously in and, the books. Yes, and it I is. Don't think, <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that. The abolishment of sex work as a way to prevent trafficking, I don't think that's possible, especially like in in the foreseeable future. 
so a lot like I work with a lot of Filipino sex workers as well. You know, like if they can't get on OnlyFans, you know what they do? They go on Twitter and they sell there. Yeah. And they say that, hey, I have a I have a Google Drive or a private Twitter account or a Telegram channel where I post my content. You can pay for um pay for it to me directly. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and that's how that's how they're able to like put their work out there and reach their fans. That's so, awesome. Like, they're able- yeah, isn't that awesome? Like they're able to do that without the help of platforms like OnlyFans or or my free cams or Chatterbait. And yeah, like it's just like just makes me admire their creativity a lot, but also like it makes me angry that they have to go through all of that. Yeah. Um, that they have to resort that to like that. A, yeah, that they have to resort to that. And a thing that I, I also really want to bring this up because, mm-hmm. um, because like I said, like I've had this account for three years already, and I've been in this um, in this community where people are trading nudes. Like I've been in this community for for a while, like ever since like it was very small. Yeah, you know, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of girls that I help out, and a lot of girls that I talk to. Um, you know, like who I guide on how to sell their content. Yeah. And like a thing that that they face as um as they are not able to like make make their way onto OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, like something that they face is that, you know, their pi- um their content gets pirated a lot. Right. Or that there are a lot of people who poses buyers but who are just there to like scam them out of their content oh no there, there's a lot of yeah and there's a lot there's also a lot of like um there's also a lot of people who would steal their content um who would like pretend to buy their content and probably would purchase it with real money but they would resell it at a cheaper price oh, for their no. own profit yeah it's, it's awful i and, keep seeing a lot of that lately too that's awful yeah, and and because they because what they're doing is direct selling, you know, like they have to give out a PayPal with their real name on it. They have to give out a GCash with their real name on it. Right. So like every time they make a transaction with someone, that is another like avenue for them to be taken advantage of. Right. That's what infuriates me about like about laws like the cyber sex law. It's right. that it, it, it's because these laws make it harder for sex workers to do their job. The sex workers have to resort to like avenues where they are not completely protected right even and when they present their case to the police like they are they are more in danger of being of being incarcerated rather than the person who scammed them out yeah. of their money and their work you know yeah so, it's like, so they probably don't even report it at that point because it's just like that's it's so much more of a risk in terms of like getting arrested over the work that they're yeah. doing oh my god yeah like uh, like under the cyber sex law the person who is selling the news is more in danger out of like who is selling the news like they're more in danger ra- as compared to the person buying the news oh, and that's insane that is that's so backwards to me, to me. <laughs> super backwards and super stupid <laughs> it makes me really super angry stupid. yeah like because, like, I know the States has, like, a similar law in, in terms of, like, FOSTA-SESTA, where it's yeah. um, kind of grouped together, trafficking and sex work. And, again, there's no clear definition of, like, what the two types of, like, oh, shit. avenues Sorry, are. Like- and you can't just put them all into one bubble because it makes it, it just makes it really, the whole thing really dangerous 
And again, you're just driving sex workers to do other things to get around the laws, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's bad. <laughs> there, there's also, like, where are the other problems? Like, like especially, like, in, with the way that these um, these girls here in the Philippines are selling their news, they just run into, like, tons and tons of problems. And, you know, like, and it's so sad for me to, like, see a lot of them get discouraged, like, in the first couple months that they do sex work. Oh, man. Because, uh, yeah. And, like, like, for example, like, I also want to bring up, like, how PayPal is so anti-sex work. Yeah. Like, I've seen, oh, my God, like, I've seen, I've seen girls with, like, 50,000 pesos in their account and only to have PayPal seize their account because PayPal found out that they, like, um, made that money with sex, sex work. work. Yeah. I've heard about yeah. this. Can you can you like talk a little bit more about this? Because I've also heard of this also in Canada too. Obviously, I think just PayPal as an entity does not like sex workers at all. Yeah, because what they do is that when like it's 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 kind of like a virus, honestly. Like like for example, you have been identified as a sex worker. Like maybe PayPal saw that you are advertising your PayPal on. Um, on a website where you also post your news, so right. it, it's going to tag it sex worker, right? So right. everyone who sends money to your PayPal is also going to be flagged as part of the industry, and they're also going to be in danger of having their accounts locked and having their funds seized by oh, PayPal. God. It has that flagging system where, like, where everyone, every other PayPal account who interacts with a sex worker, like, it's also going to be flagged for participating in sex work, and all of the um. um yeah, like it's like it bogs everyone. Um, it bogs everyone down, and when they seize your account, they're gonna say that oh, you're not gonna be able to like with, withdraw these funds for ninety days. And I've seen some oh sex God. workers who had that ninety days pass by, and at the end of it, PayPal's just you know what, your account's just gone. What? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, like, you, it's gonna be more dangerous for you if you report that to PayPal because you're. If you do that, you're essentially outing yourself as a yeah, sex worker. Exactly. Because they're gonna have you. Yeah, you're, they're gonna have you detailed. Um, they're gonna have you detail exactly like who you got that money from and where you got it, and you right. know, like they're gonna see like that it's on your record that you've been interacting with people who are who have been proven to be in the sex industry right. at some capacity. So. That's so super it's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, totally. And, and it, it's, it still boils down again to, like, how these government entities, like, look at sex, sex work and trafficking as one, as one and the same. Right. Because, like, um, because what they do is that they discourage these companies um, who handle the finances, like American Express, for example. Did you know mm -hmm. that American Express, you can't use that for OnlyFans now? Like, if you have a credit card no american express. yeah they they um american express said you can't use our bank to transact on OnlyFans. so like really immediately that yeah immediately that cuts down on like the, immediately that cut down on, like the customership of OnlyFans lot, yeah. because like so many people use american express exactly. so like a lot of um so like the government says to these entities like American Express and PayPal that, hey, if you are going to interact with these um, websites or these individuals who are involved in sex work, we are going to, we, we are going to like litigate against your whole company. So like, Holy crap. So, <laughs> so, what, so what these companies do as a compromise is that they just like avoid sex work 
full stop. As a, yeah, the whole. Because, they just don't even associate yeah. themselves at all. Crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. So it's so hard to to find like e payment services who are willing to go down that route. You know, like, yeah, that's so really tricky. Out of the question. Um, what oh like. Like same what here, the no, same here in America yeah. too. Um, like we've been having problems too, and I've I've seen so many different forums and like Discord channels. Like, what kind of online payments can people use now that's safe and support sex sex workers? And it's always like a big question mark. Now, yeah, like um, I heard that Paxim is still okay. okay, and a lot of sex workers like get around this by like. Um, trading their services for Amazon gift cards, and then there yeah. are servers on Discord where you can like trade the gift, um, the Amazon gift gift cards for actual cash. But again, oh. like that just makes the process so much more complicated yeah. and dangerous for sex workers. You know? Again, yeah, exactly. Oh man, <laughs> ah, my blood is boiling right now. Like, <laughs> and it's like eight yeah, o'clock in the morning. Like one, one, I wouldn't say it's a good thing. Because law enforcement here in the Philippines is really poor, yeah. so obviously, like, <laughs> don't have that kind of policing for our local payment services like GCash or PayMaya. So a lot of a lot of the sex workers here are still able to use GCash, which is kind of like Cash App. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like so. So that's like kind of a silver lining. Yeah, but again, the workaround, <laughs> but but still, again, it's like limiting the resources having us to like yeah. go through so many different like and so much more hoops to just be legitimized yeah. <laughs> like why yeah. <laughs> oh god i'm sorry to hear that like, that's I really just, shitty i just want to like you know like, i just want to like be nude on the internet like <laughs> let me <laughs> be free so hard <laughs> i know god i'm ugh. Again, I, I share the same qualms. It's just like, why are we all so censored all the time? Come on. <laughs> just trying to do my job. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I, I have another, like, I have so many books to pick about that censorship thing. Like, I, like, <laughs> also, like, I also ran into some problems yes, just yesterday on Reddit. You what? know, like. Really? In, yeah, in the like, sex worker like, uh, subreddit? What? In the, Sorry? In the sex worker subreddit, or? There are a lot of um, a subreddits. Lot. There are a lot of subreddits that are dedicated to sex work. Yeah. But the thing that I don't like about Reddit is that even though it's so easy to get popular on Reddit, like on subreddits like the Gone Wild or like Asians yeah. Gone Wild or, yeah. or Philippines yeah. Gone Wild, it's so easy to build a following there. Mm-hmm. But they they ban sex workers. Like if they see that you have that if you, they see that on any other subreddit that you're selling your stuff. They they will ban you from really? ever posting on that subreddit. So like that what? again, like that kind of censorship like hampers sex workers from building a following and getting their work out there. Oh, so I God. got banned God. yesterday. From, <laughs> I got banned yesterday from short haired hotties, which uh. I used to post at a lot. I got banned from Asian cuties. Oh no. And, yeah, and I also like got a lot of heat from the Polaroid subreddit because i and that's something that i i'm really sad about because i do consider like all of the news that i take of myself i do consider like the news that i take of myself and you know the artwork that i make of it and you know the videos that i make i consider that to be like part of my you know like part of my body of work and part of my art you absolutely know? so i was sharing so i was sharing some of my polaroids that i took um on 
r slash polaroid and there was one there was one guy who's like hey i i've seen your profile and you have an only fans and i don't want you here selling your work and i'm oh, like God. i'm not here to tell my work i'm just here to sh- share my dumb ass polaroids yeah. dude like oh my <laughs> it's God. not my fault that you know that i am my favorite subject and you know like i dabble a lot in music because that is like you know that is the way that i choose to pre- express myself artistically but you know, like they're on on mainstream pra- platforms like Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, m- much less for Twitter, but on Reddit too. Like they they censor sex workers because that's so they, annoying. Be- yeah, it's so annoying. But it, again, it boils down to the fact that these the countries have laws that discourage um, mainstream platforms like that from engaging in sex work mm-hmm. because, like, if if like let's say the U.S. government. Um, chooses to um, chooses to prosecute Reddit for you know for hosting um, Nudes or like... for being a platform for sex workers. Yeah. Like that's gonna endanger the whole platform. Right. So they just choose not to engage with it. Oh, and it sucks. It does suck. And there's so many trolls on Reddit anyways. Like in general, it's just a troll fest. <laughs> Let's just I'll just keep well, it at like, that. Did you did you use post on Reddit too? I do post in Reddit, not for my sex work. I was, I did post a couple, but I was like, I don't know if I want this here out publicly. So I just, I was like, I'm not going to engage in that. But I was in some of those subreddits that you mentioned. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Asians go wild. wild. Oh, yeah, you, you are Asians go wild, too. Yeah, but then I left because I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to be out there, out there right now. So I'm not yeah. doing too, too so, much with content what creation. What are you for? All the personal like, stuff. Yeah, I'm in, like, some different subgroups there for mostly cooking. <laughs> cooking and, like, noodles awesome. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But they yeah. still like and just, like, the I am I the asshole kind of subreddit, which I like. It's really funny. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just like... It's just so it's just so fun to like read um to read other people's stories and it just makes yes. me sad that as a sex worker like you don't sometimes have that opportunity are from, yeah sometimes we are prevented from participating in those communities just totally. because um just because our bio on Reddit has OnlyFans on it yeah that's really it's, shitty it, yeah it's really shitty like <laughs> oh my god like the world just hates sex workers <laughs> pretty <laughs> much sucks, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also wanted to get into, because um, I know I was just going on the thread with your Twitter. They also wanted to hear about uh, what's some good client etiquette and, and safety for workers online, how to prevent from piracy, what are your ethical practices, how to stay professional. We could quickly go into that as well. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think it, it's very heavily related to like what I said about you know, Filipino online sex workers and how resourceful they have to be. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because we don't have, you know, platforms on only, uh, like OnlyFans to, to weed out who is, um, who is a legitimate buyer or who is safe right. to interact with. Yes. You know, we have to, like, as a community, we have to build that ourselves. And it's, and, and it's kind of hard and it's really difficult. Like, for example, like I am, I do have a Telegram channel mm-hmm. where where sex workers can post their can post their content and they can advertise there and it has like maybe five hundred members mm-hmm. and it's a mixture of sex workers and buyers and it's just like a channel for sellers and buyers to connect with each other. Okay. 
for you to be a member of um, of that particular channel, you have to submit pictures with an ID, and you have to submit pictures like doing like a peace sign, just so we know that you're not um, you're not using someone else's content right. um, to sell. Yeah. Because that is that is something that we experience a lot. Like so, like sometimes like we would just catch like maybe like an account that's like three months old has yeah. seven thousand followers and like all all the while they've been like stealing content from other content creators totally. you know like, and you know to um to prevent that i think that i would encourage like sex workers to seek out spaces where there is a vetoing process like that for mm-hmm. both buyers and sellers right. so that so that the people who are who you are interacting with you know that they have been you know that they have been screened yeah they've been vouched uh, for yeah yeah right. and you, and and you know like that is something that we kind of picked up from reddit as well like there is a subreddit a huge subreddit called sex cells and yes. and it's and it's kind of notoriously hard to get verified on sex cells like you have to have a two-month reddit account you have to have been active every day for the past two weeks you have to submit all kinds of ids you have to be verified on a website other than Reddit, it's hard like it's it's, it's a whole it's hard. like a job application you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but you know like um but having to go through that trouble like it it you know like it greatly increases your safety in that community and it may and it saves you a lot of time because you know like the people who are part of that community have all been vetted by the administrators and the moderators of that community right so so like i think for safety like um for both buyers and sellers i would you know suggest that everyone like seek out spaces like that right have like a solid reputable um way of verifying of of vetting yeah of verifying yeah 100 so so and and, yeah like i said it's just difficult for you know like i have like so i so i am the creator of that group but there are three there there i i am i'm working with three wonderful sex workers who are just like you know talking to everyone and verifying everyone on their own time for free Mm -hmm. just so that they could be you know just so they can keep the community healthy and 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 you know like that's awesome yeah, that's awesome. Like, and you know, like the the security of the community like owes a lot to people who volunteer like that. Absolutely. So, yeah. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Yes. Thank so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Um, so, so, and I and I think that 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 is also part of that is also part of like client etiquette. Uh, clients, uh, yeah, client and worker etiquette. Right. That you know, like you shouldn't be offended if, like, um, like whether you're a sex worker or a, or a potential client, you shouldn't be offended if, like, the other party is asking for verification. Because, mm-hmm. like, we've, you know, we've had cases like that where, um, where you know, like, for example, like, um, for a sex worker to ask someone, "Hey, can you provide an ID?" and then that person. Who we did, who they didn't know had an ulterior motive. That person would like act really angrily yes. and say that, "Hey, why, why are you? Why, don't you trust me? Like I have all this money in the world that I can throw at you. Like yeah. why do you have to? You know they would they would like act they get like defensive that so that, for sure. Yeah, they get defensive so that and a lot of them only do that so that they can get away with not being verified and they can right. get away with whatever." 
scam that they're planning to do on this sex worker, you know? Exactly. And obviously that happens to a lot of clients too, like from people who, um, from sex workers who are not like completely honest with your work. Yep. So I feel like that is something that needs to be normalized, like normalized, like asking for verification with everyone who you interact with. Totally. So yeah, I, I wanted to touch upon that. I'm really glad that you uh, brought that up. <laughs> really, really glad. <laughs> you know, like for platforms like OnlyFans, like they like they cut that short because you know, like you're not going to be able to register on OnlyFans without like a working bank account and mm-hmm. without providing an ID that you are not underage. So yeah, it's just something that we have. It's just an extra step that you know, like that Filipino sex workers have to to go through right. just because you know like those platforms are not available to us yeah they don't it's exist like in the country. yeah it's shitty <laughs> um can you also like go into a little bit about your ethical practices and how you stay professional being a sex worker uh like me personally yeah 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 um, <laughs> well um what what do i do uh <laughs> 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 like, like Obviously, like, my my job, um, and also, like, for my personal life as well, like, even outside my my job requirements, I do have a lot of casual sex, so, like, it is, it is a normal practice for me to get tested every couple of weeks, and right. I've also started, like, um, buying, oh, this is something that I want to share to, like, all the Filipino listeners out there who are, like, having a hard time getting tested, especially now that... You know, we do have um, we do we do have social hygiene clinics which are there for what the government calls establishment workers, which is like another word for sex worker. Like they just don't want to use that term. But um, there are clinics that that are dotted around the metro where you can go and get tested for free. But right now, it's kind of hard to get access to places like that because all of their staff is like off in another hospital working on the COVID effort. So so what I started doing was that I ordered test kits online so that I can test myself for different STDs. And, oh. you know, so I know what my status is. Because right. I really, because that is something that's really important to me. Like, I really need to get tested every couple of weeks just because, of, just because like, I meet a lot of people and, you know, mm-hmm. like, I... I'm trying to make content with a lot of people and I you know like with every sex worker that I interact with I, I know I, I also want to keep them safe of course of so, course. That's, so that's something that I do and you know like I would encourage all sex workers to do that too like we have such a dangerous we have such a dangerous job and it mm-hmm. poses such a risk to our health and our yes. bodies potential um, risk so yeah. so I'm always like encouraging everyone to just know their status yeah um, it's yeah. also like peace and of mind for yourself too what's what's that it's also like peace of mind for yourself as well you know? yeah yeah like oh, oh my god like that like that is a source <laughs> of so much anxiety for me like you know like when i know when something goes strong during, during like a one-night stand maybe condom breaks or maybe like or, or maybe, like, I do something stupid, like, agree to, like, raw sex, like, like yeah. oh, my God, like, that. <laughs> We've all just, been just, there. Just, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> stupid girl thing. But, <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, I, I try to make up for it by being really, really diligent with testing mm-hmm. and, you know, just taking excellent care of my body. Like, you know, I try to work out and eat clean and, 
like you said, like it, it's all for my peace of mind because because sex work is such a personal, um, it's such a personal job. Yeah, it's very that, intimate. Yeah, and you know, like, and when there are days that you know when you wake up and you don't like the way that you look, maybe you gain weight or maybe your skin's not cooperating with you on that day. Like, sometimes it is hard to work. So, like, I owe right. it to all of the people who are paying for my services to take excellent care of myself so that I feel good about myself as often as possible so that I am able to work for them. Right. You know. Yeah. No, no. As often that as makes possible. sense. Yeah, for so, sure. And those are all really, really great tips to, to share. <laughs> I know, like, a lot of your followers were really curious about that. But I guess we're going into questions now. So, and there's a lot of them. So <laughs> let's do it. And this, this all came from, like, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. So um, let's just get into it. So, oh my god, I didn't, I didn't see the ones from Instagram. Yeah, they're sense. all in mine. So <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. let's see. What are your thoughts that a president who supported and was supported by sex workers passed bills against them? I guess we kind of touched on this a little bit. But oh yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I would say like Trump and the third that has. Like, fall, kind of falls into that category. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, do you know about Duterte, ba? Like, his um, secretary of communications is a sex worker. What? A former sex worker. Yeah. No. Um, she, like, I, I, maybe, like, maybe people would not, like, think of her immediately as a sex worker, but I think, like, her previous work definitely falls under sex work. because really? she. She, because she was a go-go dancer like she oh my god <laughs> i didn't know that oh my god her name is maka usan okay she i'm googling used it. to be a bi icon before she got caught up in the fascist regime oh my god. <laughs> she used to she, she used to be awesome she used to be a sex columnist and what? she used to give out like advice on how to and, you know, like, on how to eat pussy or how to, you know, like, or or how to, like, have sex on your first time. Like, she used to be, like, a, she used no to be, way. like, a legitimate sex educator. And oh, she, my God. She had the, yeah, and she has, like, a dance troupe, and they would go, go, go in bars and just, like, I don't know if they ever went topless, but they definitely, their acts were definitely racy. What? So, so, oh so I don't know if, yeah, dude, and I don't know, and she, you know, she was on the cover of FHM, she was oh on the Playboy, what? she's like a freaking, yeah, you would consider that sex worker, I did it. 100%, work. yeah, like, absolutely. Sex, right? Oh so, so now we have, like, a communication secretary who was a sex worker. That's crazy. And, <laughs> it's insane. But Under that dude? No way. That's insane. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. And, like, <laughs> and I think Trump and Duterte like have like ha- are very similar in that regard. In that they have availed of the services of sex workers. They are very misogynist. They yes. are, you know, like they they talk very very disrespectfully about women and you know vic- and survivors of abuse. Like they 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 are just pigs. You know, like just yeah. the piggiest of men. You know. And, you know, it makes me sad that they are the ones calling the shots about what to do with sex workers. Yeah. Um, not cool. So, not, not, <laughs> not cool. But that's all I have to say about it. It's not cool. They need they need to be asked. They need to be impeached, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I not agree. Not just for sex workers, but, you know, for the safety of the women who are in the nations that they serve, you know, they need to, they need to go. Like, fuck yeah. that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, next question is not related to politics, but um, it's very intimate. So, mo- what is your most powerful squirting orgasm you've ever experienced? Oh shit! Oh god! Um, if you want to answer uh, that. <laughs> No, I know I do. Like, um, definitely the most powerful ones I've had are always when I am on a video call with someone. Okay. Um, because that because I, I I think that's like one of the main reasons why I am even in this job. Like, I am an exhibitionist. Like, it gives me a lot of pleasure knowing that people see my body and see my work, right. and and you know like. And being on a video call with someone where I, you know, where I show off my body and I masturbate while they're watching, like, that really, like, it's such an ideal situation for me to just be in the zone and, and you know, like, give myself the maximum pleasure Yes. that, that I can give. So, like, yeah, the most powerful squirting experience I've always been on video calls with someone someone is watching me Ooh. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah like That's so and cool. it can get it can get insanely messy for me like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you, you know how to feel like yeah like i'm sure yes like, <laughs> yeah so it's that would be the defining characteristic of all of the most powerful orgasms that I've had. Like, it's because someone was watching me. Yeah. And someone watching me perform, you know? I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I want to see the show. <laughs> like, um, it's just sad, though, that I never get it. Like, I never get it on video. Like, it's always, like, live on a call, but it's never for, like, a recording that uh, I put out you should yeah. you can sell that for a really yeah. high price <laughs> yeah yeah like I, I like i'm thinking of like getting someone to just talk me through it so that i can still have that experience of being watched yes so that i can like record myself yeah, yeah you should uh, <laughs> yes. Something to do. <laughs> um has your work ever interfered with your love life Yes, it has. Oh, wait, that's a quick <laughs> one. Like, so I broke up with my ex, and we were together for five years. Oh, wow. And and probably one of the biggest reasons was because I wanted to do porn abroad. Oh. And I wanted to do porn with partners. Like, we, he was on board with, you know, me making solo content. He was even on board with me, like trying domination and mm-hmm. going into that, um, and going into that field somewhere down the line. He was so supportive of that. Yeah. And you know, like I am, you know, I owe a lot to him because he, you know, he's just so supportive and so, like, he is the reason why I, I learned how to celebrate myself because like when we started our relationship, I was like a completely different person. I didn't even like think of myself as attractive at the time. Like it was like, I I have really bad, I have really bad self-esteem and he Mm. throughout those five years, he helped me unlearn that. But you know, we had to break up because you know, it, because by the end of our relationship, we had turned from monogamy to being an open relationship where the right. both of us are like free to have sex with other partners right and you know like that phase of the relationship was already hard on him because he was like dealing with a lot of self um self-esteem issues himself he was dealing with a lot of jealousy and for me to right. like progress from that 
to actually working with other actors and actually wanting to like go abroad and do and um and do porn mm -hmm. with major studios actors like that like was a deal breaker for him I and see. and you know like I, it, it it came to the point where you know like i had to decide whether i want to sacrifice what i love to save our relationship or do i choose my career over this wonderful relationship that i have with yeah. this guy you know so so that is like the the biggest way that it has affected my love life but you know like it was a decision that i don't really regret yeah and we i am still good friends with that guy that's good you know like i still talk yeah i still talk to him every day it's just that we can't be lovers because you know because i made that decision yeah so yeah it's yeah. it's hard but bittersweet like i said like i yeah, I, I love my job, so <laughs> I don't regret that position. No. <laughs> yeah. um, what's the funniest? How about you? Me? Oh, has my love life yeah, ever like, been? You, you, yeah, oh like, my are God. you in a relationship right now, though? I am. I am. <laughs> With, um... Wait, is he, is he like, supportive of your work? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's definitely pretty supportive. Um, it's actually funny. I, I just talked about this on a podcast this week i mean th the week that we're recording and he, he's actually a former client of mine <laughs> oh awesome yeah <laughs> specifically episode 32 of my podcast <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna listen to that yeah. i'm such a stalker like <laughs> i'm just a curious george i'm gonna listen to that it's yeah. a <laughs> it's really interesting it's like um he's like my foot fetish and former slave and um oh that's so hot <laughs> It's a thing. <laughs> I might do an episode on that as a bonus, but we'll see. We'll see. It's already out there in 50 plus of tips. So. You know, you should because all of the pro dominatrices that I work with, like, have partners who, yes. are, all, who are former, like, slaves of theirs. Yes, I keep hearing about this. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it, it's definitely a thing. Like, literally, oh my God, like, Miss St. Lawrence, Dominifier, Queen mm -hmm. Callie Rain. Not not Mr. Sarah, who is another one I work with, but like I would say ninety percent of all of the ones that I know. Holy Isn't shit! It crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, talk about that too. Yes, yes, possible, possible bonus episode. I'm gonna have to see if he's on board. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um. Well, back to back to you. Back to you. <laughs> um. What's your funniest getting recognized in public story? Oh shit! I don't know if any of them are funny. A lot of them are like traumatizing. Not... <laughs> oh god! Oh shit! Oh yeah, I, I got one. I got one. I got one. So a lot of people actually catfish as me. What? So oh god! Yeah, dude. Like if you search Solomon Salvi on Facebook, you'll get twenty accounts. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because like it's so funny like seeing these strangers like try and build the story around this fake person that they created so like oh, i would say that oh i didn't know that i was a nurse and i didn't know that i studied in this university i didn't know that <laughs> and then you know like i have pictures of my cat as well on instagram sometimes they take that and then they give that cat and, and they give my cat like different names like hey this is no this is my cat it's like bitch that's that's not snow his name is ernie <laughs> so i got so a lot of people like catfishes me and there was this guy that i hooked up with like 
um, oh a couple God. of months ago. Yeah. So I, so I, uh, so I went to his house, stayed overnight, and he has a bunch of roommates, right? Yep. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then <laughs> one, of them, um, one of them recognized me, and he was like, hey, do you remember me? I was like, no, I'm sorry, I've never met you. He was like, no, we were talking for two months, and I what? stopped talking to you because you started asking me for money. And I was like, that's not me. Oh my and then God. he showed me the account, and then this account was named Starina Salvador or something. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and then I was like, oh my god, you gotta, you, you gotta, like, report that person. And yeah. he was like, you know what? You know, for shits and giggles, I'm gonna, like, keep it going. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, and I, I was like, you know what? I support that. I want to see where this goes. Yeah, um, for sure. So, so a couple weeks later, we went to a party, and we, um, and he took pictures with me. And then he showed it to the catfish. He was like, hey, I met you today. <laughs> and then the catfish was like, the catfish like was really good at playing along too. She was like, yeah, we had sex and it was really great. Thank you for last night. For the record, we didn't have sex. What? But this catfish was like going on and on about like, this, this imaginary encounter that we had. What the heck? <laughs> I thought they would like back yeah, off by that then, point. <laughs> That? I thought they would like back off or like ghost at that point when you know they're outed, but like I guess not. <laughs> they're really good. No, no, this catfish was very persistent, you know. Like... <laughs> wow. So yeah, that, that's a funny one that I got. <laughs> that's too good. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. How does your personal sex life and professional sex work differ? Uh, it's. Like, I actually, like, was thinking about that exact problem mm. uh, just just lately because I am, because it's not hard for me to find partners to have casual sex with. Right. But among those partners whom I already trust and am friends with, it's so hard to get them to agree to make content with me, you mm, know? I see. So, so that is, like... That is like the main difference, I think. It's it's a lot harder for me to like get men to, you know, have sex with me but also record it and have me market the clip on different platforms. You know, like a lot of right. them obviously like have apprehensions because again, it's a very conservative country, so a lot of them have apprehensions of like being involved in the text industry in any capacity, but also maintaining like a vanilla lifestyle where they have like a real job. Right. And you know, like and, 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 you know, like a lot of them know that I have this, um, that I have this following on Twitter and they know that if I release anything with them in it, it's, it's highly likely that they will get recognized by some of my followers exactly. because like my reach is already that, that, you know, that substantive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. so, so yeah, so that is like a really big hurdle that I have yet to figure out how to get around um yeah that's tricky. in ways where i don't have to go out of the country because right now that is the most feasible thing for me right now because right. like obviously the industry is um more out in the open and it's uh, out in the open and it's flourishing more in the states and in canada and the uk yeah so i i could go there instead and work there right um but in terms of like finding other workers here who do the same thing that i do it's hard it's yeah. really hard yeah yeah <laughs> it's really tricky to navigate around. 
very yeah, very tricky and, you know there's a lot of legalities that we have to consider too mm. <laughs> good good question though good question <laughs> Um, are, yeah. are there plans to expand your work from simply sex worker, sex, sex working um, to, say, acting in a mainstream production since mainstream is including more and more uh, nudity and adult content? Definitely. Like, I, I think that's one of my, my one of my long term goals. I want to be able to, like, marry, like, you know, the writing that I do and, you know, the artwork that I do, the sex work that I participate in. And Great. I have... <laughs> I have actually like one movie credit. Oh, do um, you? <laughs> I do, yeah. Like it's so simple one original. And it was shown in a film festival last year. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and it's really cool because um, I was essentially like playing myself because they needed like a they needed like a person to act as a as a porn actress. So like so the scene that I was in was like a was a set of a porn of a porn film so there was like a director it was really fun like i was you know and I, I was credited as myself playing myself you know so that was that was really cool and i and i hope to like and i hope to work more in that capacity okay especially here in the philippines because like not a lot of like mainstream actors would be willing to do nudity so like they right. would like source other um so they would like look for models who've already done like playboy or who've already done nude modeling for artists like right. they would like look for women who um look for women who have been in those fields to fill those roles up Interesting. That but, yeah so i would love to to do more of that cool and, you know well, any any directors yeah. or producers listening, <laughs> sign her up. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> let's, get, let's get an IMDb page going, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a couple more questions. Here, um, what are your favorite aspects of sex work, and what has been the most difficult? What What is the most what? Uh, like, what's your favorite aspect of sex work, and I guess what's the most difficult parts of sex work? Um, my favorite aspect is always, like, going to be the creative, like, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. L again, like, um, you know, especially with the work that I do, the kind of sex work that I do, like, there's a lot of, um, like, I have to, I, I have to, whatchamacallit, I have to utilize my skills in photography, videography, and video editing, I have to... You know, like I have to learn how to write. So, so my favorite aspect would be like the creative aspect of it. Because like I said, like I have to utilize a lot of my creative skills, especially like at the beginning when I was just like posting my news and like, and then like drawing over it and making art out of it. Right. Like that took a lot of like my skills in digital, um, in digital painting and digital art and collaging. I have to be good at photography and videography. I have to be good at editing and, you know, like my background in art is so like like i have like such a long standing relationship with art that i always consider like those opportunities where i can like apply myself and make something out of nothing like i always consider those opportunities like as a blessing right like it's always a best yeah it's always a blessing for any artist to be to be able to put out work like that because it's it is a cathartic um and such an emotional process it, um, mm. um just the act of making something right so so whether that's writing 
whether that's writing a thread of tweets or whether that's like just posing for nudes or make, making Polaroids or editing like that. Those are all fulfilling activities for me. Yeah. And to be able to do that, to be able to do what I love so much and to earn a good living out of it, that like I'm so thankful for that. For you know? sure. And the hardest part would be just how emotionally taxing it is. Because, it is. Um, you know, especially like with online sex work, like you have to talk to hundreds of people a day, like, you know, like other sex workers, you have to talk to clients, you have to talk to, you have to talk to your assistants, because a lot of like online sex workers like hire assistants now yeah. to, you know, just go through the customer service tasks that they have to do. Because, because like a lot of what we do is, <laughs> it's funny, I saw a tweet where saying that online sex work is like 10% sex and 90% customer service. And that yes. is so fucking true. It's so true. And, yeah, and, and if you've been in customer service at any capacity, like a waitress, or if you've worked as a call center agent, mm-hmm. or if you worked as a clerk, you know like how taxing it is just to deal with, you know, irate, unsatisfied people all the time, or people who are just dema- demanding like more and more for <laughs> Yeah, um, and just trying to still you know, remain like, professional and try to still be happy and, like, keeping them yeah. happy. Like, it's it's hard. <laughs> this is hard of my throat. We're almost done. I know it's almost in, like, two hours of talking. <laughs> Where are we? Um, what was one good thing that happened to you in 2020? That's the last question. <laughs> There's a lot of questions. Oh. Well, I was able to get OnlyFans. Yes. Like, that is, like, the... That is like the biggest thing for me, like just to be on that <clears throat> be on that platform and have like easy access to buyers. Like that is like like just being on there and just flourishing on there and gaining um, gaining a lot of followers ever since I started. Like that mm-hmm. all happened in twenty twenty. Like I st- because I started in May. Right. So and and. I've and ever since I started like doing sex because that is like the turning point for me like mm-hmm. when I finally got on OnlyFans and maybe like had two weeks worth of earnings already like I was ready to quit my job um wow. quit my vanilla job which I was trying to do at the same time like um but you know like seeing how demanding like OnlyFans um the OnlyFans work can be like yes. I <laughs> finally i you know like i finally like quit my job and like i wouldn't have had the courage to do that if if i didn't see like the possibility like of how much i can actually earn on OnlyFans, and it's been like i earn like four times as much that's awesome yeah and and you know like a lot of things right now like i'm i'm struggling with a lot of things like right now like you know, like, a lot of my relationships with my friends are suffering. Right. Or, and, you know, like, that my relationship with my parents is kind of in shambles, especially, like, after what happened. Yeah. And, you know, like, a lot of things are not going super great for me, but the one thing, the most important thing, which is, like, you know, having a roof over my head, mm-hmm. just keeping on earning, yeah. and, you know, like, ha- like, having something put bread on the table, like, that is the most important thing that I... And that is the first thing that anyone should take care of. Absolutely. And to have that, and, and you know, and to have that covered and to have a lot of like surplus. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so thankful for that. That's such a great thing. And, you know, like I'm, you know, like I'm hard on myself a lot of the time. Like I said, because 
sex work is such personal work and there's like for every sex worker there's so many reasons for us to be hard on ourselves but it's very taxing i am proud of yeah i am but i am very proud of myself on how much i've earned and what i've achieved in the short time that i've been an only fan so yeah i'm really thankful that's awesome (laughs) you should definitely be proud of yourself like that's incredible (laughs) how you just shot up like that and and again like your milestone uh, achievements with your how many twitter followers you have like i'm pretty sure maybe by the time recording you're gonna have like a hundred thousand like guaranteed (laughs) i I, I hope so like i really hope so like I, i work i work hard i work hard for that following like just nurturing that you know that relationship with my followers yes and it is so, a relationship. Like, I, it is a, like a business relationship for sure. Yeah, it is a parasocial relationship. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm just gonna keep trucking, I guess. Like, Damn right. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like we all do. Like, you know, that's something that I really admire about sex workers too. Like, you know, like you, like you can take away like so many opportunities from us, but we'll always find a way to work and yes. put ourselves out there. The perseverance. So that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Keep on hustling. <laughs> but For sure. uh, before I let you go, where can we find you? Most importantly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of my, um, like most of my work is on OnlyFans. You can, um, you can pay, you can pay for it. For only six dollars for the first month, and then for the subsequent months, it's gonna be like fifteen dollars. But you know, like awesome. thirty days is a lot of time for you to consume my content. So <laughs> please sign up. Yeah. Um, so it's just six dollars this month. It's um, at onlyfans.com/slash/salome/salvi. So you spell it the way that you pronounce it: S-A-L-O-M-E-S-A-L-V-I. And that is my name across all platforms Perfect. on Twitter. I'm also Salome Salvi. On Reddit, um, on Avian Stars, on many vids, on Pornhub, and on Is My Girl. Those are the platforms I'm in right now. Wow, <laughs> so many. Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah, I, and also Chatterbait, but I haven't started like streaming yet on Chatterbait. But I'm also Salamis. I'll be there. Okay. Um, yeah, and I got suspended on Instagram <laughs> because of nudity. Um, so, like, my original handle, Salome Salvi, is not available anymore, but my Instagram is Salome Salvi, S-A-L-O-M-E-S-A-L-V-I dot M-K-V. Yes. Hopefully <laughs> like this account... Video. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully this account can stay around because you've also got banned a couple of times, too. Oh, my God. Like I got, got deleted. Like, like, I actually say, I have to say that on my profile to keep myself from getting reported because a lot of people think I'm a catfish right yeah and you're not <laughs> you're not, I'm not. <laughs> yeah so so yeah there you go like so I'm Salomis I'll be everywhere please look up my work and if you like it please pay for your point yes pay for your and support guys. all the sex workers that you like absolutely yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show today this uh this morning slash your evening like thank you yeah, so so yeah. much and don't forget um, yeah no no problem it's work time for me so uh it's strip by sia on instagram or sia steph is my personal and we'll catch you guys in for another episode next sunday bye you're listening to strip by sia hosted produced and edited by steph sia Artwork by Maria Bellantarama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabern. <laughs>